October 7th, Brett. We're back. We're back. Jason's back, too. All right, so we gushed quite a bit yesterday about Friday the 13th 6 and how it took like a new tone. It was kind of uh, a comedy, uh, great gory kills, didn't take itself too seriously. So you'd think the producers are like, boom, winning formula. Let's keep this shit rolling. Well, you'd be wrong. <laughs> um so I think you know a bit about this. You probably know a lot more than I do. But they were attempting to make Freddy versus Jason at this time. Is that right? Yeah, there was like a lot of, um, I don't know how far they were into making it, but there's a lot of like rumors that were slightly true that they were looking to um, potentially create a Freddy versus Jason. But there's a lot of issues on, again, working between two. Yeah, Paramount and New Line. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of different issues that play into that. So um, they didn't necessarily obviously get that created for many more years but it was yeah it was being looked at around this time so this one was released again like a fucking year after the last one um and so they couldn't get freddy versus jason to happen uh so apparently someone was like well how about freddy versus carrie right (laughs) basically And, and it's like what Basically, like my my next thought would have been like, well, let's try Freddy versus Michael Myers or something. Yeah, you know? let's. So they're they this movie is not Freddy or not sorry not Freddy versus Carrie but Jason versus Carrie. Um, this movie is not that, but it might as well be. It's it's Jason versus like a psychic, uh, telekinetic or something. I don't know, fucking uh, teenage girl. To your point, they because um, they were looking at the whole Freddy versus Jason. They since they couldn't really make that happen, they were looking to still create that kind of like opposing force to yeah. Jason. So they went the carrier route. Yeah, which is weird, man. It's just it, I never in a million years would have thought of that. Uh, so the the uh, the stand-in for Carrie in this movie is a teenager named Tina Shepard uh, having problems at home. Uh, she heads out to Camp Crystal Lake in a boat. She's running away. Father chases her. Uh, Tina all of a sudden remember or realizes, holy shit, I'm telekinetic and accidentally kills her father because he's standing on the dock and she blows up the dock or something with her fucking <laughs> mind powers. I don't know. Anyway. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens. She winds up back at the fucking lake again many years later. and uh, She's, you know, been uh, doing a bunch of experiments or having a bunch of experiments done upon her by some wacko doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she runs back to the cabin in the lake, you know, and uh, and uh, reminiscing or I guess reminiscing is probably the wrong word uh, it, it implies that she's like oh remember when I killed my dad no but she's remembering when she killed her dad and her powers all of a sudden unleash Jason who as you remember from last time was tethered to the bottom of the lake yep. and so he's back I've always wondered about that scene because she she goes out to the dock so basically this, this doctor that's Bring her. She bring. He brings her up here because he thinks it'll be a way for her to like 
you know, f- you know, she's having, um, you know, obviously a lot of different, you know, inner um, tor- tor- turmoil. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he he, sa- he says, and I'm doing quotations so yeah. everybody knows, but he says that he's bringing her up there to kind of help her, like, you know, kind of get over some of the stuff from her past. But what he's really doing is he's he is trying to exploit her for her, her uh, what do you call it, psychic energies or however you want to phrase it. Yeah. Um, but at one point... She uh, goes to the lake and all this, you know, and I can't remember the scene that happened before that, but she's upset and she just is staring at the lake and, you know, all of a sudden she's kind of angry and the lake is like bubbling and apparently that's supposed to be her taking her anger out on the lake. But what it really does is it gives Jason a little tickle and he wakes up (laughs) and now he's back from, from her, uh, from her angry psychic, you know, uh, tantrum, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So... From there on, the normal shit happens. There's a group of teenagers having a party, uh, you know, with your typical cast of wacky characters. There's the preppy kid. There's the nerdy kid. There's the stoner kid. uh, There's the sexy girl, the shy girl, the snobby girl. You know, they're all there. All the stereotypes are there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're they're having all sorts of weird sexy drama. uh, And fucking, you know, Jason... Kills them all one by one. Uh, one dude gets an axe to the face. That's pretty cool. Uh, another another chick gets a gets killed with a sickle. Yep. Got to got to appreciate that. Dude gets crushed with a gets a skull crushed. That that one's pretty cool. Again, they don't you know the ratings you know apparently uh, just torch that that scene was supposed to be much better. But yeah, you know he's, he crushes her the person's head not from side to side but from jaw to top. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it's a, you know crushing style, his head. You know different style of crushing. Fucking kids in the hall style. But the funny part of that that kill is yeah. and you might you might have been game to this is uh, so this, the guy that he crushes the head was having sex with his girlfriend in the van right beforehand. Mm. And it was supposed to be this kid's birthday, one of the, you know, that was coming to this, but he gets killed long before uh, before he gets to the, the campsite. So everybody's kind of waiting on him, I guess. But um, So they're having sex in the van or whatever. He comes out, Jason crushes his head, but he had a kazoo in his... In it's his, like a party horn, yeah, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl sticks her head out of the van. And gets it right in the eye, and they make the they make the zoo sound. <laughs> what a what a horrible way to go! So I was gonna say this might be the most uh, creative kill in the whole movie, and and probably the one that makes the movie like not a total loss. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the one where you're like, okay, that's pretty good, that's pretty good. And she get gets a party horn right in the eyeball. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, shit goes down. You know, more more people get killed. Um, and Tina, our, our psychic or whatever the hell she is, um, she, she, you know, breaks Jason mask with her mind, uh, and, you know, uh, this part is really fucking dumb. How he dies. Oh, Jason? Yeah, how, how he, how he's defeated. Yeah. So, going back to the top of the movie, you'll recall that Tina killed her father, uh, by you know mentally blowing up the the dock underneath him and and he drowned or something. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently her father's been down there this whole time because I don't know. I guess Camp Crystal Lake is got got these magic fucking powers or whatever. Uh, and Jason is dragged down to the bottom of the lake by uh, Tina's 
dead father mm-hmm. and yeah. chained and 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 chained to the bottom of the lake again yeah it's 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 definitely you know not the ending that i think they should have gone with but so fucking stupid what's even worse about that ending and i'll share some other fun facts about this movie as well but there was a producer so there the is yeah, the executive producer uh, of this movie is you know one of the executive producers or producers that have been part of the whole Friday the um, for uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise from the yeah. beginning. Really great, you know, guy, good supporter of the franchise, all that kind of stuff. But he wasn't necessarily as involved, so he had this other producer too that you know kind of was part of his staff that helped him out with some other films. And apparently, she was not um, really big in horror or understand horror. Yeah. And um, what do you call it? She. Uh, um, you know, was just kind of, I guess, a pill to work with, especially with the director and all that. But uh, one thing is she never wanted Jason to necessarily be seen without his mask because she just thought, she didn't get it. She, you know, she, she thought that his um, his look was, I guess, foolish. He looked like a frog or something like that, they said. Yeah. But he actually looked really cool. That that scene where the mask rips off is, is yeah. kind of cool. And his, his, like, design is, like, you know, kind of freakish or whatever. So it's good that they, the director apparently went against her, her will and did that. But... Yeah. Um, she won in the fact of this this dad scene, and this is the part that really sucks because uh, you know again, um, you would just look at her and be like, even if you're not a horror fan, how do you not? How does this not make sense? But in that scene where the dad pops out of the lake, he literally is, looks exactly like he looked when he started the movie with just some mud on his face. <laughs> apparently, this is several years later too. Right. Apparently, yeah. he the originally, and they have footage of this. He actually had makeup and design to make him look more dead zombie like yeah. he's been in the water forever. But this producer, for some reason, didn't like the way it looked. Shot thought, down with Yeah, them. shot down. And she won this one. And they made it look, which again is like, you know, you don't have to be a horror fan to think like if this guy's been in the lake for quite some time, he wouldn't pop up looking just all normal. So yeah, just a little dirty. Yeah. So <laughs> even, even if they did the ending, if they did the ending when he looked more decayed, it might have made a little bit more sense. But. It looked even worse when you see a guy who looks as like young as heck with just some mud on his face come yeah. out of the lake and you know drag Jason down. So it's yeah. just really sad that that's that's the way that movie ended. It's fucked up, man. So this movie, um, two point eight million budget, mm-hmm. only made nineteen point one million. So still, you know, good healthy profit, but. You can kind of see the trajectory going down here on on, on what they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't cost as much as three, but it also or as six, uh, but it also did not make as much as six, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, it okay. It right made right the, around the same. Yeah, same ballpark. Yeah. Right around the same, but uh, cost a little less to make. So, all right. Um, what are you gonna rate this one, buddy boy? Well, Part seven, the new blood. Here's here's a couple things before I rate it. One is um, the design of Jason is pretty sick. This is Kane Hodder's first appearance. I was appearance. Just about to say that. Yeah. And a lot of people who are Friday the Thirteenth fans, arguably probably the best uh, Jason uh, you know actor. Yeah. Is Kane Hodder. He is yeah. one of the most recognized actors. He at this point. Um, is the only actor that's ever, and spoiler alert, has played multiple Jason roles. Yeah. So he did a really great job, and, and I will say the 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 Jason acting is um, really great in this movie. Yeah. It, the way that Kane Hodder plays Jason, great. The design of Jason in this movie is great. His clothes are all like kind of shredded because yeah. he's been in the water forever. His face, um, his mask is like kind of broken off because um, in part six, um, at the very end when he's underwater. Um, 
what do you call it, the, the, the character that's trying to get away from him, um, use the bolt motor to kind of, uh, what do you call it, bash his uh, kind of skull. Yeah. And whatever, and it broke part of the mask, which they, they brought into this movie. He's, it's super well designed, Jason. Really cool. Has these big chains still wrapped around his neck from being in the lake for so long. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. So, like, great design of Jason. Kane Hodder is by far the best thing that happened to this movie. Um, the actress that played, um, what do you call it, uh, the psychic girl, I can't, again, I, I already forgot her Tina, name. Tina, what's her name? Tina, yeah. She did a really good job, you know, so yeah. that kind of stuff did really well. Um, the movie itself, it just sucked that they used the whole psychic thing, you know, and then the rest of it was kind of like subpar on what happened. Some of the kills were fine. There were some cool kills with um, some power tools. I think at one point he used a, a weed whip that had like a blade on it instead of the whip to kill somebody. But again, the ratings killed the actual like scene where you don't get to see a lot. Um, but to your point, it, it is a rough movie to watch. And uh, um, I would probably just, I don't know, two, two masks out of, out of the five at yeah. best. Two, I, I'm going to agree with that. Um, so a little bit about uh, Kane Hodder. Uh it was his idea uh, to have the maggots coming out of his mouth. Uh, yeah, I, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's an interesting... Like, I, he apparently has done other horror films before this, but he also yeah. has done some after, as we know. But he he is... I think he also... There's a lot of uh, references on how he kind of added to a little bit more of the creativity side of yeah. how Jason looked or acted or killed or whatever. And that's, that's one of the best examples you can think of is who's going to ask for... Maggots to yeah to be in his mouth yeah so he the the producers said that uh, they almost brought back the dude from six the mm-hmm. the main dude from six the the second yeah. C J Graham yep. but they were impressed by Hodder's commitment to the role yes and that he was willing to just fucking do whatever and he so it said uh, uh, he would make cinematic history for the longest uninterrupted on screen controlled burn in Hollywood history. For the scene where Tina causes the furnace to shoot flames at Jason. He was set on fire so that the ignition could be captured on film as opposed to being edited later with trick photography. He was on fire for a full 40 seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. And to add on to that, there's another great documentary that I would suggest anybody watch, but it's called To Hell and Back, The Kane Hodder Story. Yeah. And um, they might have mentioned this in the other doc, the Crystal Lake documentary as well, but so Kane Hodder, again, being a stunt person, he actually, and I don't remember if it's part of the stunt or part of his childhood, but he actually has a severe um, fire burn from an uh, incident before where yeah. he, he actually has, like, uh, skin that's grafted and melt, you know, like, whatever. So for him to go back into this, it was kind of like that redemption of, like, yeah. I'm not going to be afraid of whatever. And to your point, well, the law, like, it's just, like, who, who commits like that, you know? I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really great. Another yeah. funny fact about that movie, too, is there's a um, house that they blow up at the end, and apparently it was supposed to blow up in, like, four different stages, but apparently it just blew up within, like, and they only got, like, I think they said 25 frames, which is less than, like, I don't know, 20 seconds of whatever, so they had to, like, add some, like, whatever, because they just literally blew this house away <laughs> out of nowhere. They said that there was, uh, the next morning, there was nothing um, larger than, like, a matchstick <laughs> afterwards. That's awesome. So, you know, some redeeming parts to this movie, but still, overall, we both agree. Two masks. Yeah. Two masks on this one. Um, So, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with, wow, wow, let's just say wow.
you don't like part A, John? We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.